Broadcasting live around the globe from San Antonio, deep in the heart of Texas. This is Parallel Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, and I will be presenting reports and evidence of some of the most astonishing paranormal claims. I'm joined by my co-host, Renee Rodriguez, and our director and producer, Miguel Cantu, who'll be monitoring the chat room and phone line. We have a fantastic show for you tonight that will open your minds to the infinite possibilities to explain our universe. Get comfortable and prepare yourself for the best paranormal show in the world. This is Paranormal Analytical. Hello and welcome everybody to Paranormal Analytical, the best paranormal show in the world. We have a special show for you tonight, but I want to let you all know this is a little bit different than what we've been normally doing, mainly because we're going to be discussing something or a topic that we really haven't discussed before, but it's something that I think we should bring up because technically it is part of the crypto world and that is the whether mermaids exist or not i mean i've got my producer and our big man of <laughs> paranormal analytical big man literally and figuratively well and fluffy <laughs> fluffy yeah he's fluffy <laughs> Uh, we got Miguel Cantu here with us, everybody from Alter Vision Studios, who produces and directs Paranormal Analytical. What's your What's your take on on the mermaid? Um, I, <laughs> so I, know, wait, I I don't be, like be, when you like asking wait, me because be, I'm always besides, a skeptical. One yeah, but as be, besides I actually, this kind of besides stuff actually having, besides actually having these erotic thoughts of a mermaid. Erotic thoughts. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your idea of a mermaid? What 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 do you picture when you see a mermaid? Uh, I mean, whatever the legendary imagery is of a mermaid, classical upper torso of a female, lower torso of a fish or porpoise or whatever it is, uh, lives underwater. I don't know if it's uh, kind of a parallel evolution of a humanoid that maybe went back to reverting into sea life and ended up fusing their legs together into a fin and mimics uh, the look of a fish, or if it's another totally 
new species or if it's an alien hybrid or I, I have no idea what it could be or if it's all just mythology. Well, we're going to dig into a lot of that and we actually have Dylan Holiday, who's been doing a lot of research on them and also uh, Renee Rodriguez, both of which are my co-host on right. the show and they're going to be with us on here in just a moment. But they were actually digging in to the mermaid to when it first people first started talking about it all the way up into modern day so it's going to be interesting to see what they found out we also have a poll out there everybody we do have a poll so if you go to paradormal analytical there's a poll out there click on whether you believe or you don't believe yes or no yes you believe no you don't believe and we're going to be giving you the results near the end of the show tonight because we do have that floating around out there and we want to know you all's opinion so far we've been kind of surprised uh it's been uh-oh uh, we, we have a company over here we have the studio cat that just jumped up and may knock over our video feed but we're trying to get that squared away there we go okay cool so anyway um we would like to know your opinion you can put it also in the comments over here but do take the poll and uh, let us know what your thoughts are on the mermaid uh, with that let's go ahead and bring uh, Dylan and Renee into it and uh, let's talk a little bit to them oh they're already up oh, they're the, already the camera up. feed so oh, okay go ahead and introduce yourselves guys say okay hello, we got Dylan who is one of my co-hosts Dylan Say hi. Hello, hello everyone. How are you today? And we have Renee Rodriguez, our math scientist of Paranormal Analytical. Say hi, Renee. Howdy, y'all. So, Dylan, let me get with you real quick. What's yes, your sir. opinion on the mermaid? Yay or nay? I agree with our Facebook commenter. After everything I've seen, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Renee? What's your thoughts? Oh, there's definitely uh, mermaids out there. But so, maybe not the uh, area we think they are, but uh, there's mermaids out there. There's plenty of pictures, and, and there's plenty of, of stories going back to Columbus, even further than that. So they're out there. Well, we're going to get into all that here in just a minute, guys. And we're going to talk about what mermaids probably would really look like. And I don't think they're quite what people have been growing up or thought they would look as far as... Uh, the female body beautiful all that kind of stuff I, I think a lot of that is uh, an imagination or our imagination which I, I think it's really cool because I mean I I like to think of a mermaid looking like that I mean no hot redhead yeah I mean <laughs> why not well the problem is there's been a lot of you know uh, hoaxes that sprouted up especially with the Fiji mermaid so you know p people fabricate these little mermaid looking beings and it kind of discredits the whole belief that there really are mermaids because people assume oh the, anything that comes up that people think is real is automatically fake that's true so i mean we we really don't know what some of these things are going to look like yeah but uh well, we don't we don't trust the internet i mean everything pretty well, much well that was even before the, the internet there. i mean when was the fiji mermaid uh when, when did that pop about let's see look it up on the old do, internet do you all remember the fiji internet uh the fiji mermaid type thing yeah, it was that promoted by, by pt barnum during the 1840s so i mean yeah this, this thing's been around and, and talks of mermaids have been around since for centuries and and especially in the old world i mean any any fisherman traveling around any sailor traveling traveling around uh, in uncharted territory 
they're gonna claim to see some kind of uh some kind of fish some kind of like other species of animal out in the wild that they might not get a good look at but think oh that looked kind of humanoid and come up with these stories and you know any story that develops yeah there's some bit of proof to it or some some real basis to it for somebody to come up with it but a lot of it does stem off of imagination it really does but let's get into a little bit about the history dylan what have you dug up Alrighty, so the first time we see a creature like this is in ancient Roman and uh, Syrian belief with the Greek goddess of uh, fertility. She was the first ever creature that was known to have the tail of a fish, upper body of a woman. Um, her name was Diashura. Um, that's the easiest pronunciation, but she had like six pronunciations of her name. Um Mermaids are considered to be bad luck. They're also super mischievous. Okay. Um, if you go back to 77 AD, uh, Pliny uh, wrote Natural History, which was a huge book written in Latin. He actually talked about um, mermaids and what they are. Um, obviously, that was before the 1863 Hans Christian Andersen Little Mermaid that you guys were all referring to earlier came out. Um, but to hop right into it, I'd like to hop into 1430 in the Netherlands. Uh, and there was a town called Edom, and a dam burst, and some girls came across what they said was a beached mermaid. And it supposedly didn't have a mouth, but they took it home and it lived out the rest of its life. Without a mouth. Without a mouth. They tried to teach it how to speak. It didn't have a mouth, so they couldn't teach it how to speak. Strange. Very True strange. True or false? What do we think, fellas? What's your thoughts, Renee? Uh, what have you found a out? mouthless animal? That's what they say. They say yeah. she didn't have a mouth. No, I, I really don't think so. Even though if it's if it really is a mermaid, it has to eat. It has to eat something. Well, keep that keep this story in mind for a later description that I'll give you, because mouthless and the later description kind of go hand in hand. But that's going to be the huge story that I want to talk about a little on later. Okay, but um, you you got to think about this for a minute. I mean, she didn't have a mouth. But yet she lived out the rest of her days, which yes. without a mouth, I'm sure probably wasn't very long. Well, <laughs> let's also look at, you know, being paranormal analytical, a mermaid lives in water. If you take the mermaid out of water, you would assume she would die like any other sea mammal. Yeah, she probably shrivel up and get all crusty and die. You know, so I have to say that of, of, of the research, this one definitely seemed to be more of a hoax to me than the some of the others. Well, even in some of the German mythology, they do have creatures that live in the water, which they consider uh, these uh, these basically like a water nymph or, you know, some sort of sea creature like that, that are human for a while and become, uh, you know, these creatures of the sea and but they do have to stay wet they do have to stay moist um after they if they're taken out of water they can only reside out of water for so long before they dehydrate and die uh, even though they are air breathing creatures and that's in some of the german mythology so i mean this kind of stuff isn't just north american or 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 just 
here in the Americas. I mean, th- th- these are stories of these creatures from all over the world. So do they or don't they exist? I mean, if you're listening to us right now out there on Facebook or if you're listening to us out there in Radio World, we want to hear your comments. We want to know what you think. If these things are real, if they exist, we, we're really interested to find out what people's thoughts are. Because so far what we found out is that more people than not believe in their existence, which was kind of surprising to me. What about you, Dylan? Oh, I was amazed. You know, when we first put the poll up, I said, you know, there's no way people are going to are gonna believe in, in mermaids. And then, like I said, our first commenter came in and he said, after what I've seen, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, you, you just know? you just never know. Renee, what do you, what what is your thoughts? I mean, you're you're always really quiet, but I really want your input on all this. And Renee's gone. We lost yep. Renee. Oh, no. We lost Renee. Yep. There, there he is. is. He's back. Uh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> the mat there. What, you click the wrong button? I didn't touch anything. I blame it all on Miguel. Hey, I, I'm <laughs> I'm at the mercy of this program, so whatever happens, uh, it, it can't keep up with me. So. So, so give us your opinion, Renee. I know you're always well, really mermaids. quiet. So there, okay. So the ocean, of course, everybody knows that it's it's a pretty big place, and uh, we have not. Everybody knows is we have not explored all of it. So there has there, there's going to be life out there that resembles humans. There's going to be re- life that resembles. I mean, there's all types of life down in the ocean. There's more life down there than is up here. So there's there's plenty of space for them just to not bump into us. Most of the animals don't want to mess with the humans, and they stay away from as much as they can. They hear boats, or they don't come up where where they know there's there's humans up there. I'm sure most animals are afraid of us. They know better than to even come close to because we're a bunch of nasty, you know, we're all nasty animals ourselves, and we end up killing anything that we don't know. So I'm sure there's there's out there out there. Uh, like I said earlier, there's plenty of evidence. Uh, out there, uh, people have seen it since uh, what Plato, and all the way up till what 2012 was the latest one where they filmed it. 2012, yeah. Um, so I'm sure there's something newer out there, and, and I've been looking around um, on on uh, YouTube, and there's plenty of videos out there of of uh, of mermaids. I'm sure a couple of them have to be real. Uh, I said earlier that the most stuff on the internet is not real. Uh, this is the reason why we started doing investigations on our own is to look and find our own stuff out there because we didn't trust the internet. So let me ask you this. I mean, just, I mean, what, what was your first thoughts when I told you that we were going to be doing a show based on uh, mermaids? I kind of laughed about it. It's it's something we don't ever do. Um, even though I shouldn't be laughing about this, we're supposed to have um, flexible minds. We're supposed to be able to um, keep an open mind about everything. Uh, but I did kind of laugh about it. Because it's something I never really thought of researching. Never in a million years. So when you when I told you that this is what we're going to do, what was your initial thoughts? I mean, did you really... I mean, because I know that you had that kind of tone in your voice, like, really? This is what we're going to talk about? Yeah, it's just, I don't know much about it. I had to go and, and uh, go in homework mode and, and look it up and read a lot. Um, but what I've, the evidence that I've read is there's... Um, there are creatures out there that look like humans, resemble humans, that get washed up every once in a while, and uh, we find them. And and there's a couple of times we actually seen them living, you know, either on rocks or on shore. But uh, they're there. 
they're they're out there. I have I, I I actually my own personal beliefs are there's something out there, you know. Let let's face it. I mean, a lot of mythology and things of that nature come from actual sightings or misunderstandings of creatures and things that are out there. So there's there's something out there. And I know a lot of people. They said, well, you know, um, what about the sea cow or you know that that you know that could possibly be one of the culprits. You know, the the manatee. But the manatee or sea cow, I mean, this you're talking about a creature that looks nothing at all like a beautiful woman. And, and you know, and I don't care how long you're out on a boat, you know, I, I just can't see looking at a manatee. I just can't see seeing a manatee float by going, I want to get to know that. Is that they have breasts? You know, I mean, it's like gorgeous you know i can't be on a boat that long to even consider something like that i mean seriously i mean what are your thoughts i mean i as far as the manatee being a possible culprit there, is yeah there's i'm sure there's, there's sailors out there who mistaken manatees or, or seals as uh, resemble humans i mean but would you actually sit there and come back going hey renee you ain't gonna guess what i just saw you no, would be no, in no. Love. I'm just saying that. Just be, I, I don't think I'm going to fall in love with the, with the, you know, with the fat human seal thing out there. <laughs> Come on, Renee. Why not? Well, isn't that part of the whole mythology? Is they can serenade or, or kind of uh, seduce men to their deaths? Yeah, it's I like mean, so you know, jump on in. Come you on. Might, you might not think that that you would would fall in love with this thing, but maybe it has its own ways and can uh, lure you in and, and pull you down into the water and have its way with you. Well, when I brought, when, uh, when Eddie brought this up to me, I asked him, I said, is it like a siren or are they two separate things? And we both kind of think that they're kind of the same thing. I mean, just really don't know. But you know what I do know is we have to take a quick break. It's that time. And I can't believe that much time flew by that mm. quickly. But it is break time. So everybody grab a cup of coffee, fluff your seat up, and we'll be back with you all in just a few. T-R-O-L-L-S. This is a terrible new disorder being diagnosed every day. Victims of this disease have been found in psychologists, scientists, doctors, other people with letters and numbers behind their names, and anyone else who is in the world specifically to cause trouble. It stands for Totalitarian Regime Orchestrating Laughable Liar Syndrome and is a terrible burden on anyone around those that have been diagnosed with this disease. Symptoms may include debunking all truths, diversion tactics, divisive talk, and flame war baiting, COINTELPRO tactics and maneuvers, and making rude and obnoxious comments, even where such things are not warranted. You can help cure the problem by opening your eyes to the facts, speaking about this disorder to anyone you know, and not allowing their disease to influence your life. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with trolls, please seek immediate assistance by going to latenightinthemidlands.com and listening to all of the shows that are available. Only you can prevent trolls. 
This message brought to you by IRA, the Independently Reporting Association. Thank you for your support. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. If you find yourself angry over the wealth gap and the way the financial system and banks are set up, or you find yourself looking for non-genetically modified foods because you refuse to consent to being a science experiment to Big Bio and Big Chem, or perhaps you have abandoned your trust in government and religion altogether, then you might be an RDS, a radical danger to society, otherwise known as a terrorist. Other possible terrorist activities include, but are not limited to, taking pictures, coughing, sneezing, wheezing, smiling, not bathing, listening to the secret teachings, asking questions to authorities, distrusting authority, owning a gun, reading history books, reading non-Kinsian economic books, listening to Late Night in the Midlands, turning off your television, going outside, water purification, having goosebumps, laughing, wearing jeans, purchasing ammunition, purchasing medical supplies, listening to open eyes radio, purchasing bulk food, noticing geoengineering trails, refusing to pay back your student loans, informing others, breathing, listening to the Red Pill reality show, blinking, thinking, farting, choking, and sleeping. Other forms of terrorism include disassociation, with all political parties, protesting, freely speaking your mind, freely expressing your opinions, and in some cases that are extremely severe, paying with cash, being concerned about food, water, vaccines, and believing that the medical industry and military run tests on unsuspecting citizens regardless of the evidence to prove its existence. If you don't want to be an RDS, a radical danger to society, then turn on your television, get a credit card, buy the 13th season of Honey Boo Boo on Blu-ray, get fast food for dinner, and stop purifying your water and looking for clean food, or you may be diagnosed with orthorexia nervosa too. For more ways to become an RDS, a radical danger to society, simply tune into the LM Radio Network now 24 hours a day.
And everybody, we are back and we are live. Renee is still out on quick little break, but we do have Dylan Holiday over here with us, and we have Miguel Cantu, and we are discussing the possibility of mermaids. Do they or don't they exist? You know, that's the big topic, and and this is something that not very many people get into or discuss. And honestly, I really don't know why, because I mean, this is a topic that is part of the cryptozoology field and i don't know if it's because a lot of cryptozoologists just don't believe in the fact that a mermaid could be real or what the deal is but that's why we want to talk about it because it is such a fascinating subject and i remember not too long ago dylan uh uh we there was a thing on Animal Planet which was dealing with the mermaids and we were looking into some of that too and it, although it was for the most part uh you know made up it was it was really a fascinating and interesting story it was the the aquatic eight theory right yeah and and it, they were talking actually about the uh the mermaids the the found evidence and mm-hmm. and what have you and i mean this is some really cool stuff got people researching that's what it did you know so it did exactly what it was supposed to do people started researching you know yeah and they they did and and this 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 is something that i think could possibly you know become part of an actual experiment to find out if these things really exist and some of these researchers who did uh, look into the possibility of mermaids. It's just so hard to do because you got to figure the earth is composed mostly of water. And so there's more water than land. So if these creatures are few and far between and we have a larger water mass than land mass, it's going to take some time to to actually search all parts of the ocean, which we know very little about. We know more about the surface of the moon than we do about our own oceans. Yep. Yeah, we don't have vehicles that get to get so so low because of the water pressure. Everything gets crushed under there, so we don't we don't have a too many vehicles that can go down there and, and take a Not look. Not only that, but the the visibility, like just going a few meters under underwater, you're limited at how far you can see. Everything just looks like a big blue dark expanse, and you don't. Well, until you even get deeper, and then it just turns, yeah, it turns twilight. Into nothing, yeah. It turns Actually, twilight. It's black. You know, I've I've I'm a scuba diver myself, you know, and I'm I've I'm an open water diver and. Just going down, you know, when I've been 110 feet underwater, you'd be surprised at how little light you actually get at that depth. Uh, and if the water conditions aren't great, I mean, you're literally in darkness with a flashlight because you can't see anything at that depth. And you know, our, and not only that, but if you're in regular scuba gear at 100 at 110 feet, your bottom time is not very great. You don't have a whole lot of time to spend down there breathing compressed air when you've got to come up to the surface or at least make your decompression stops if you're down longer than what you're supposed to be. Because if not, you'll end up with the bends. I mean, so it's it's a science doing this. And now you can actually stay under a little bit longer with the use of dive computers, but. Back when I started diving, we had to actually do the math ourselves, you know, before we went on our dive, knowing what depth we were going to be, and then calculating how long we were going to be able to spend at that depth before we came up out of the water, you know, or had to make a decompression stop. And honestly, my math is really, really bad. (laughs) 
So yeah. I mean, when I'm sitting there trying to, to you, you had to be rescued a couple. Yeah, times. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, I, I don't really trust my math skills that much. So I mean, when I'm when I'm underwater, I'm like, well, you know, I've got like five minutes, but I'm not going to push it. I'm going head, to start heading up, you know, because you just don't want to take that chance. But dive computers kind of take the guesswork out of it. So you since you do have down there? experience when you're diving, Eddie, try again. You didn't you didn't see anything strange while you're down there? Um, nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, you hear all kinds of strange noises that are coming from miles away including no, black man, drum trying to grab your willy you can hear you can hear dolphins you can hear all kinds of stuff you know making noises up under the water and especially if you're diving at night at night when you dive or if you do a night dive you see all kinds of creatures and things that you don't see during the day that only come out at night so and, what, uh, what i was going to ask was kind of along the same lines of what renee just asked is it, do you, have you seen anything since you do have experience diving is there anything that can be misinterpreted as a mermaid or possible other creature that you think oh what was and have to second guess yourself like maybe you say an, an eel pop its head out and you think oh what was you that know, thing i've i've seen eels <clears throat> i've seen catfish you know that are as big as me uh and bigger i mean i've seen shark i've dove with barracuda i've i've been i've been in the water with just about all kinds of creatures you could think of including dolphins there's no way i'm going to misinterpret one of those creatures for a mermaid you know um it just and that's assuming it's going off the the widely accepted half human half fish kind of correct correct look. i mean it might be like it might look like a fiji mermaid where there, it's like this big and, well let, let's put it like this there's you know, nothing i've flip. seen underwater that i can't identify okay okay um even though i've seen some really cool things octopus and things of that nature i mean i've i've got a ton of stories from scuba diving you know mm -hmm. that i could tell but you know, in dealing with what somebody would actually look at and think of as a possible mermaid, I just, you know, for the life of me, I just don't see somebody misinterpreting something like that as this mythical creature that we call the mermaid. I mean, I just so don't see it. when somebody says they see a mermaid, they really do see a mermaid. Yeah, I mean. But that's, that's also a story that's centuries old, and it's with guys that haven't had experience diving. They've just been on a boat for centuries you know True. catching fish so but maybe they saw something in, in the wave that resembles a mermaid or looked kind of humanish shouldn't they be the experts also they should be experts if they're living by the sea they should know a lot when maybe but i mean like you said there, there's so much stuff under the under the waves that we can't really identify without having deep sea exploration well, so maybe something came up and surface that wasn't a mermaid any, but somebody well anything that is within eyesight of a human what we can see and what comes up to the surface and what you might see a few feet under uh even not even so much as scuba dive range but i'm just talking about you know being on the surface or just you know snorkeling type distance i just don't see anything that you're going to misconstrue as as a human or as this part half human half fish type creature you know and i i honestly feel that whatever these explorers witnessed or saw at some point during their travels such as christopher columbus i honestly feel that it had to have been either one a creature that we just don't know about anymore that's mm -hmm. extinct right or two they really saw what they would consider a mermaid or what we would consider a mermaid i just don't see i'm sure there's more than one species they consider yeah. a we've seen like as a mermaid so there's got to be yeah 
different kinds of animals out there that resemble humanoids, humans, humanoids, you know, two arms or torso and a head and maybe, you know, a tail. But there's has to be, like I said, there has to be animals that, that resembles us humans. Even, you know what, even if some of the animals that died and they kind of shrunk, you know, you know, they're decomposing and they resemble humans, they might have mistaken that as a mermaid. Mm-hmm. Now, that could be a possibility as far as something that's decomposing. I mean, because, you know, depending on how it died or where it died or how long it was exposed to the water or the air or the Maybe sun. Maybe there was a shark that ate someone halfway you know, and they got stuck. and That's possible. <laughs> so I mean, they, you they never saw know. half a body and half a shark <laughs> eaten. Choked on a human? But, but uh, well, uh, to counter my own argument, like there's there have been stories of colossal squid for centuries, and everybody thought, well, those don't exist. They, we've never seen a squid bigger than you know a foot long, and then just a few years ago, they just discovered actual live colossal squids surfacing. So I mean, you know, yeah, that from tip to tip is oh what over twenty something yeah, feet. Yeah. So I mean, I mean these, things, these things do exist. Uh, Thirty-nine to forty-six feet, actually. Well, there, to 46 well there's feet. been evidence before that uh, when the carcasses of yeah, they, they would have like you know tentacles wash out. up and pull up they got, in fishing they got nets. Suction cup marks on the on the on the whales. But nobody had ever seen one until a couple years ago. Well, not only that, you've also got the fact that mammals do travel into the water, and some drowned, you know, trying to cross. And I mean, you might have a mammal wash up that's half, you know, decomposed, and you don't know. There was a, as a matter of fact. Uh, there was uh, they had one of those that did that not too long ago if, I, if I'm not mistaken where it washed up and everybody had these pictures and it made it look all big and it was actually small sized animal mm-hmm. about the size of a uh, I think it was what a raccoon, raccoon or a possum yeah. or something like oh, that, that with a raccoon, face. Right? the mm-hmm. hair fell off yeah yeah and so I mean yeah I mean it, it looks scary it looks menacing you know but you know it didn't have any lips left I mean and it was uh It'd been floating in the water for God only knows how long. So, I mean, you've got all these different things that take place. Dylan, I know that you looked a little bit further into this. I mean, give me some yes. more examples that you looked into. So, okay. The next two come from Christopher Columbus and John Smith of Pocahontas fame. Okay. So, in 1493, Columbus, on his way to Rio del Oro, claimed to have seen three mermaids. He said they were the ugliest three mermaids <laughs> he had ever seen. He said that he didn't understand how this story came up that mermaids were pretty. Rum. It's called these rum. Mermaids were, <laughs> he said these mermaids were so ugly. Okay. Now, fast forward a couple years to 1614. Uh, John Smith said he saw a mermaid in Newfoundland. He said she th- he thought she was the most beautiful creature he'd ever seen. But one thing that was super notable, he said she had green hair. And in 1614, people weren't dyeing their hair green, okay? So that's a pretty striking detail to me. Well, it could have been moss. It could have been seaweed. Seaweed. Algae. Algae, yeah. It could have been algae. A growth of algae. But let's look into this a little uh, real quick, Dylan, before you continue onward. First of all, I just want to make a quick point. The ugly part, I can believe. Because technically, if you think about it, I know they show mermaids with hair and all that. In the water hair is not going to do you any good and i don't know of any creature whatsoever in the water or in the wild that has long flowing hair you know uh it's that would be more of a hindrance than anything number one number two as we were talking about before these creatures in order to live in the water and not have or or suffer from hypothermia would have to have a layer of fat so i guarantee you they're not going to be these lanky looking 
brunettes, redheads, blondes, whatever might be the case that you normally hear about. You know, they're going to be bald, fat, and probably well, I really mean, that, ugly. That depends on if their bodies have adapted. Because you see small fish that are real bony, and, and they have like almost no fat on them. They live out in the wild, and right. But those are cold-blooded animals. Let's and this is assuming. Okay, and I want to once again, I want you to understand. This is assuming that we're dealing with a mammal that's warm-blooded. That's true. Okay. Or could it have some sort of different type of blood in them to help regulate maybe mm. a body temperature no, of some what sort? What if they're just plain old fish that look like humans? Right. That could be it as well. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, but the the stories are just so fascinating. Dylan, continue. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just kind of like to throw that in there. Well, you know what? I'll tell you what. I will share my favorite story now. I was going to save it for a little bit later, but I think right now is perfect time. No, 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 no. Save that till after halftime. Okay, okay. Then I'll go back. Got to do halftime, and then we bring that one up. (laughs) I I wonder if the ugly mermaid you saw was like a blobfish. You know, those things that have a face of a human, but is real ugly. Oh, it was cute. The big fat nose. <laughs> <laughs> the little balloon-looking animals. Okay. The next story here comes from 2009. So pretty current, uh, you know, last 10 years. In Israel, tourists and locals both claim to have seen a mermaid at nighttime. Okay. Now, night, obviously, visibility. Could have been someone swimming. We don't really know. However, this story was given so much fame that a $1 million reward was to go to anyone who had proof. Unfortunately, nobody came forward with any evidence of this mermaid, so nobody claimed the million dollars. And Not yet. Million, is that still available? How, how long ago was that? This was in 2009. And as of now, nobody's claimed the million dollars. Nobody's had evidence. Wow. So, But it's still like a bounty that's out there for looking for proof. Yes. Now, uh, another story... And this is the most recent mermaid story that I could find was from 2012 in Zimbabwe. Okay. Two separate construction crews claimed that a mermaid harassed them while they were building two separate dams. Okay. Um, So what had happened was, is the first construction crew came in to work on the two dams and they claimed that they were being harassed by this mermaid. They didn't really go into detail of what the mermaid was doing. All we really know is that the mermaid was doing something to to upset these guys enough to leave. The second group that they brought in in Zimbabwe were foreigners. The foreigners started working. The same exact thing happened. The mermaid was harassing them. They all left. This created enough upset that before a third group was going to work, they had to go and do a ritual to appease the mermaid. Hmm. So how how was it disturbing them? Was it when when you say it was like from 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 my reading and my understanding, it was more or less just hanging around the grounds, and they got a real uh, upset type vibe from it. Okay, I don't think it was throwing there was no anything. No real like communication or anything. No, I don't think it was talking to them. I think it was just you know probably flopping around yeah. there. You know, they they thought it was angry. Hmm. What do you think about that? I know the story he's talking about, and that's another reason I say I think these things exist is because there's so many stories that are out there, and not only locals that have seen these creatures and think that they exist, but for somebody to bring in outsiders from an area because they think, well, you know, we have locals that are just, you know, scared out of uh, myth and legend we'll bring in these outsiders that have no idea about myth and legend but yet 
they run too. So obviously there was something out there that was scaring them. Obviously there was something out there that resembled what people claimed to have been a mermaid. So I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of, you know, there's got to be something happening out there to create uh, an upset or an uproar in these different places where these disturbances have occurred. So you think if these are found out to be real, will people just avoid them or, like you said, try to appease them and leave them be? Or will modern man try to, I mean, collect you know, them as species? People or? just leave them alone. Like everything else is like new for a minute and then meh. Well, move on to the next thing. You know, I, I would love to agree with you that on that, Renee, but knowing how people are, I think there would be a, a ton of research vessels out there trying to capture these things because what is what what is what are men good at what are and when i say men i mean humans as a whole what are what is the human species good at doing killing stuff killing stuff <laughs> eliminating what we don't understand or don't like you know mm-hmm. that's what we do i mean we we kill off our forests we kill off you know species look what we did to the buffalo you know just for trophies I mean, and you know there's going to be people out there who's going to want a mermaid as a trophy or, you know, for that matter, or, or some sort of, you know, sick, fascinating girlfriend or, you know, God only look knows what, rack. you know. Look at the rack on this. You, what, what is up with you and, and lonely men? Huh? <laughs> What's up with you and lonely men tonight? Hey, maybe that's all they can get. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, but you got to think about this. I mean, you're talking about a creature that you know, you know, it's not going to be something that it's going to be something gorgeous. I mean, they can't be because of their environment. Smell bad, razor sharp teeth. I wouldn't want to mess with them. Yeah, like that sounds so, like some. That sounds like some exes. You know, but, in, you in know. the chat room, we we got <laughs> someone. Uh, Sharon Russell brings up a good point. She says, "If more were seen, I'm a hundred percent sure the government slash military would keep it secret because they could benefit from uh, from them and the like werewolf, dogman, Bigfoot, and cover it up." So maybe I, they, I agree they, they with are her. found out to be true, and they are being covered up. Yeah, I agree with her. I think that somehow or another they would they would try and military. Uh, eh, how do I? I mean, you mess that up. Yeah, that. You know, they're like going to they try. And, dolphins. They're going to try and do Put that. Freaking laser beams on yeah. their heads. <laughs> you know, you're going to have like Doctor Evil <laughs> out there trying to make experiments out of these things. I mean, and even though they're part of our world, and we should uh, try and live with them. And, and be a part of, you know, and, and let them be a part of us because, I mean, they obviously they're, they live here too. I think they would try and take them and use them for the benefit of the government and which would be some sort of uh, milita- military type operation that they're going to try and use them for. Lasers. We do that with every animal, though. Yeah. It's not just the animals that we well, just Well, they find. did it with dolphins at one point. Yeah. I mean, bombs on they, dolphins, we put bombs on pigeons, yeah. put bombs on dogs. Bears were fighting with us in World War II. You know, crazy stuff, man. And not only just for research purposes on on what they can do as a weapon, but, I mean, there's only a limited amount of land that we have. So maybe they're looking at adaptive properties that these things have to to use the ocean as a new resource for humans to live in. And maybe there's there's traits that they have that we can mimic to try and get by. Like pharmaceuticals. We take take something from the mermaids. So if somebody wanted to live in the ocean, they could live in the ocean. Oh, what about some of these moons that are around Mars and stuff like that, you know, where, you know, these are water planets, you know, and up underneath the ice, you, all you have is water. What if, these, what if we have creatures like this that live in that type of uh, environment? 
you know, what if if the the adaptation of these species on other worlds, you know, include you know a water planet of sorts? Oh, speaking of Mars, just announced that they have found organic compounds. Uh, well, NASA announced that they found organic compounds on on Mars today. Well, well duh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> now they now they have proof. Now they have like actual. We've known that for a proof. while though. Yeah, that's been around for a long time. They're just now releasing little bit by little mm-hmm. bit. You yeah. know, there's a it's lot more they're not telling us Mars. about Mars, yeah. but that's an that's another story on discussion right there. <laughs> when do they announce the aliens? Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, going to be another story, you know, for later. But yeah, I mean, seriously, I mean, there there's there's so much that we don't know about our own oceans. I mean, that we can continue onward. Um, but I, I really think that a lot of these people who have reported these things have really seen something unusual. You know, whether it's an actual mermaid, like what we would consider a mermaid or not, uh, I don't know. But I, I do know for a fact that whatever people have been reporting for such a long time, uh, I believe there's something out there. And there's even cave paintings, if I'm not mistaken, right, Dylan, of these uh, creatures being drawn on caves. Yep, cave paintings, Egyptian paintings. Or there's all sorts of, of different uh, hieroglyphics, if you will, uh, of these creatures. And there's also the possibility that these things are maybe even uh, alien. Maybe they're they're from another planet because I mean, there's a, a long thought theory that even octopuses are alien beings and brought to Earth as another species. Well, they are intelligent. Have, you know, every every single limb that an octopus has has its own brain. So, I mean, who knows what else could be out there that that thinks well, differently or comes from another planet or whatever. You know, an octopus is a very intelligent creature. I mean, okay, so, that's a proven so fact. One of these th- theories is um, so when Earth was being formed we were getting bombarded by um, comets, right? And that's part of our water system that is not part of our oceans came from comets. Right. So, of course, comets are from, of course, space out there. So they have to be at some kind of organic system. You know, they have to have something on them. It's living with them or, or be part of them. Something that's organic is coming from outer space and hitting our planet. So basically, everything in the ocean is going to be, I guess, from outer space. They're aliens, right? Okay, we're we're kind yeah. of losing video on you there, Renee. We're getting but a bad reception. Yeah, that's you. that's absolutely correct. I mean, you never know what all this is coming from. And we're still getting hit by by meteors and stuff coming in all the time. Who knows what other life could bring in? Most of, most times, going to hit the water. Is most of the most of the Earth is water, so we're bring, we're being bombarded by stuff from space all the time. Well, right now we're going to take another quick break, but I do want to remind everybody that we do have a poll on Paranormal Analytical. So if you get on there and find that poll and vote on whether you believe in mermaids are real or not, and we're going to relay the results and talk about that a little bit because it's the poll's going to end at eight forty-five. So at uh. At 8.46, thereabouts, we are going to try and talk a little bit about what we have found out, what people think, what people feel, and uh, we'll go from there. And uh, so right now we're going to take a break, so we'll be right back with you after this.
Available now. Troll Spray. Do you have problems with trolls? Do you constantly find yourself turning on the light of truth and find they come out of the woodwork after you? Give your trolls a quick squirt of Troll Spray and you'll be amazed at how quickly they flee. Troll Spray has been tested on all of the different types of trolls. Chills, false prophets, doomsayers, sock puppets, and of course, those ever-fearsome hostile radio show hosts. It works on them all. Get Troll Spray today. Available only at LNM Radio Network. Spray the trolls away with Troll Spray. Why subscribe to Late Night in the Midlands, you ask? Well, I'll tell you why. Late Night in the Midlands covers everything. And through the thousands of expert guests who have joined Michael Vera on his show, come pieces of the big puzzle, which started many years ago. Michael and his guests reveal information dating back to the beginning of time. To this very moment, Michael Vera not only brings you the best guests with the best information, but Michael is not afraid to call out those who are less than honest. You see, in this day and age, we need a radio show we can count on and a radio host we can trust to expose the truth one show at a time. So become a late-nighter and subscribe now. Talk radio like no other. Late Night in the Midlands, bringing the truth back to talk radio. Great fear and trembling shall seize them, even to the ends of the earth. The earth shall be hurt, and all things will try and perish, while judgment shall come upon all, even upon all the righteous. Behold, he comes with ten thousands of his saints, to execute judgment upon them, and destroy the wicked. Yet as God has appointed, so are all things brought to pass. No peace shall be to you. Do you think social media is the end-all be-all? Do you live and breathe by Facebook and other platforms? Do you spend hours and hours endlessly going through posts by alleged friends in an endless quest to have a life? You need Fake Away, available exclusively through the LNM Radio Network. Our crack scientific teams have worked tirelessly to perfect this product and have made it available to you through this limited offer. Fake Away can solve the problems suffered by you and many others. It can help you understand you have been snowed by the fake media, the social media biases you encounter every time you click refresh, and even help your hair grow by keeping you from pulling it out over the smallest offenses. Get Fake Away today, only through LM Radio Network. Fake Away is not for shills, disinfo agents, lovers of politicians who keep screwing the country, constant end of the world predictors, liars, hostile radio show hosts, or snowflakes.
and we are back with Paranormal Analytical and our director and producer, Miguel Cantu, my co-host, Renee Rodriguez, and my other co-host, Dylan Holiday. So we'd like to welcome everybody back to Paranormal Analytical. We're discussing whether mermaids exist or not. And we have been discussing a lot of the facts that have been going on, you know, reports and and things of that nature that you know and, and why mermaids have not been uh studied or looked into more than what they have and a lot of that i believe is because of the amount of water that's out there I, it, it doesn't make it easy because i mean no matter where they're at they're going to be uh basically hidden you know so i don't think uh I don't think they're that easy to, to search for. Right. Now, I know that we talked earlier about uh, the story Dylan's been talking about, uh, wanting to, or actually really wanting to talk about a lot. And the story is one that he found like super fascinating. And we decided we were going to save it for after the halftime break because it is such a fascinating story. Dylan, you want to get into that a little bit? Well, I have one more, and then I'll tell that one. Okay. Okay. So this is considered to be the most famous uh, mermaid story, the one that I'm going to tell right now. Um, and this is a huge talking point. So in 1608, a fellow by the name of Henry Hudson was exploring northern Norway, and he claims he encountered a group of mermaids after one called for many others. <clears throat> um, he said that they were as big as his crew, pale, with long hair, having a dolphin-like tail spotted like a mackerel. Um, Many uh, notable people believe that he only saw manatees. However, manatees are not known to host those waters. Scholars, however, believe that knowing from the, his writings the kind of person Hudson was, it's completely made up. So they think <laughs> now, that he's lying about it. Yeah, they, they think that he completely just pulled this out of thin air. Um. What I would like to say is if he pulled this out of, out of thin air, he really should be writing books because that is one description, you know? And it's also opposite of most of the descriptions. Most of the times you hear about a mermaid, you hear it's this beautiful creature. It's, it's you know, it's hot. Um, he's saying, no, this lady was as big as my crew. Um, he's, he's saying, this lady was as big as my crew. Like, she was a heavy, heavy lady. Um Maybe she'd give me and Miguel a run for our money. I don't, I don't know how big, the, I don't know how big the crew was, but uh, but that's a sight to see. Um, to have long hair, uh, the tail is what really gets me though. He said they had a, a dolphin tail spotted like a mackerel. Maybe how specific freckles? that is. Freckles. Ooh, Morgan Freeman fish. Okay, <laughs> Renee, what's your thought, man? Well, I want to go back on uh, what you said earlier about why we don't see these very often. It, at least in the Western world, since we don't need to do our own hunting and killing and you know farming, we kind of let everybody. We only let a small portion of only a small portion of people actually do this stuff for us. So we don't get our hands dirty, which means we don't have to go out in the ocean and go fishing for our food. So that means we're we're not very close to the ocean anymore like we used to. If we lived on the coast, then we would all be fishermen. At least most of it would be fishermen. Since we since we don't have to do this anymore because it's a real pain in the butt catching your own fish, you got other people to do it for us now. So most people just don't even 
get close to the ocean anymore. They don't think twice. So if they're not out next to the ocean, they're never going to see anything. Well, you know what gets me is that I would really like to hear some of the stories that a lot of these professional fishermen, these industrial fishermen, have of things that they've seen that they couldn't explain while out on the water that they just don't talk about. Um, You know that being out there in the open ocean for weeks or months, you know, catching these fish, you know, whether they're sword fishing or, or going after tuna or whatever the case may be, or Alaskan crab, you know, being out there under all those stars, under all that open water, under all that sky, there's got to be stuff that they've seen that they can't explain. I would love to hear those stories. So if this by chance gets out to any of you guys or girls that are out there fishing and, and are fishermen and you've seen some weird stuff, get back with us. Get back with Paranormal Analytical and share your stories because that would be absolutely fascinating. And any story that's paranormal related, we'd love to hear about. I mean, uh, Miguel's always willing and waiting to, to take a story and film or, or get somebody up set up for an interview with us on anything so i mean these are things that we would love to hear about so if you've had any dealings or have seen something or found something that was fascinating that you just haven't told anybody please tell us because we're we're, we would really like to hear from you you got anything mike on that um i always i mean i would would love to do like a a sea type of adventure or maybe go out to hawaii and film some coves hopefully not uh, near the volcano that's around. Yeah, let's stay away Guata- from the volcanoes. Guatemala, but uh, you know that might maybe maybe when volcanoes erupt, maybe it brings in new new uh, life. New hey, well, you know it's going to open up cracks in the earth, you right. know, and you got the tectonic plates that are going to be opening up and moving. But and it that might kind attract of some of these mermaids or, or mythological figures, and, and they might come up and surface or, and be like curious about what what's forming UFOs. UFOs. Yeah. Or things that we haven't seen before. And it brings up minerals from, from deep inside the Earth. So, I mean, there's going to be all kinds of new stuff popping up because of these volcanic yeah. volcanic eruptions. Plus the ones that happen in the Ring of Fire within the water that we don't even see. True. So, I mean, they, they might be attracted to this kind of thing. So it might be worth going out to these or places. Or just spook them out of there. Right. Yeah, what, absolutely. Them down there and get them burning, you know, wild up, riled up, and they take off. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, like the, uh, the tsunami. There was a video when the, uh, the tsunami hit uh, Japan where somebody was on the coast and the waves are just crashing against the coast and you see it kind of looks like like you would see on scooby-doo look like a white ghost it looked like a typical cartoon ghost crawl against the seawall and crawl up against some um a building hang out in the building for a little bit and come back down and, and we lose sight of it so hmm. we're there's stuff coming up there's there's something going on like an earthquake you know it's going to bring something up oh yeah absolutely Okay, Dylan, everybody's been waiting and waiting and waiting and I waiting know. and waiting. So this is the story, okay? 1943, during World War II, we're on the Kai Islands. Picture it. Japanese soldiers claimed to see a small woman playing on the shores. The locals thought of this woman as a protector. The sergeant, Tara Harbor, which, what a fitting name, was summoned by a chief on the island. The mermaid, the mermaid had been beached, and they wanted him. They wanted to know if he wanted to see it. He went into the chief's house. She was sprawled out on the floor. He claims she was small, with red hair, spines on the neck, a human-like face with a lipless mouth, filled with sharp teeth, needle-like teeth. After he returned to Japan, 
he urged zoologists to research. No research was done, however, because he didn't have photographic evidence. So he saw this thing, and he reported it, but yet nobody would look into it. Nobody would look into it. They thought he was just a crazy person coming home with, uh, they still call it shell shock? What, what's the uh, term for that now? No, PTSD? PTSD, yes. Wow. What do you make of that, Renee? Uh, no, go back. What year was this? 1947? This was 1943. 1943. Uh, it would kind of, I guess cameras were not very common back then. I don't yeah. understand why they wouldn't go out there anyways. My, my guess was just wartime. They assumed somebody had a picture. Also, they were a... Um, their job was to be a surveillance team, so they probably had a camera with them. I would imagine that the surveillance team has a camera with them. Yeah, well, I think so. But still, you would believe somebody who does to do surveys to believe, right? Well, you back then, the I mean, yeah. cameras weren't as common as they are now. So I don't think just because they didn't have a camera, there would be something that they would hold against them. Because even though they were a survey team, they may have not had that kind of equipment just because of the rarity of it, the, the cost of it, the expense of it, and the fact that it was wartime, the chance of it being damaged. I mean, that was... Or, uh, or out in use already. Yeah, or out in use already doing something else. So, I mean, that's really hard to say. He said a needle, it had needle teeth? Yes, sharp needle-like teeth inside of a lipless mouth. And how did he know that it was female? Um, I, I don't know. They just said everybody just assumed it, it was a female. Because it had long red hair. So that would be my girl. guess. Nobody, said, nobody described anything <laughs> about it being pretty. Yeah, nobody right. described anything about it being good-looking. I imagine something without lips with sharp teeth isn't that hot, you know. <laughs> oh, that'd be so. Well, you <laughs> know, let, let me ask you this. In your research, Dylan, while looking into this, did you happen to see anything on mermans? Because we talk about a lot of females, but we haven't talked about anybody witnessing uh, what they would consider a, a male. Yes, we've talked. Uh, there, There is some research I came across about mermans. However, there aren't as many good stories. Um, more or less, the idea is, is that a mermaid is a beautiful creature, while a merman is an ugly, hideous, like alien-looking, ghost-like creature. And uh, where the woman tries to deceit you with beauty, the guy just doesn't care, and he wants to kill you. <laughs> See, one of the things that I've, I've heard is that, and, and like I said, and, and this is strictly you know people talking but i mean because no one knows for sure but i heard that the males of these species were probably uh not fertile that the mermaids would have to uh breed with other men in order to conceive and keep the species alive or keep it going while the male or the mermans raised the child of another man basically as a another merman or mermaid during that process so i mean there's a lot of stories and legends that go along with these things you know and that being one of them where uh you know they would lure these sailors into the water for breeding purposes and you know in the process of breeding of course you know they're going to drown them because you know they're going to wear them out out there in the open sea and they're not going to be able to swim back to the boat huh is that kind of the same theme as as alien abduction kind of yes Mm -hmm. only this one's a, a water a water type theme you know, one of them might be the same thing. It, it very well could be, you know. It, so it, I mean, 
there's a lot of talk, you know, on what these things are and what they could be and, yeah. and, and how they breed and how they mingle and how they are uh, a lot like humans and how they aren't like humans. And, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of stories of these uh, of some of these creatures that have washed up and then government showing up and taking the taking the corpses or the bodies and uh, and, and, you know, leaving with them to. to take away any sort of evidence that might be left they don't leave these things around for long once they're uh found out that they're there or that you know there's something to be recovered so there's a lot of issues with these things yeah and leslie also uh made a comment in the chat room saying that the in the mediterranean there's stories of poseidon and neptune and these you know greek gods they they you know zeus is notorious for for breeding with human females so i mean if these are offspring or some kind of like tangent of a uh, Poseidon being or Neptune whatever you want to call them um, maybe these things are trying to breed with humans to create new species that's very possible or, or, or create a better species or one that's capable of living in the water where there's so much more of it than there is land right and and more of my research some people believe um, and this was a common belief among the Native Americans and, and, and old nomadic groups is that these mermaids were spiritual, uh, supernatural rather, and that they were like shapeshifters in a way. They could become different things. So they could become whatever appeals to you. So these people that were out on the waters for a long time, they would become a beautiful woman. And, you know, then they'd become themselves kind of like a succubus or a siren and they'd murder you or whatever hmm so that sounds, sounds kind of like the lechuza legend here yeah where it's a female face a beautiful woman that lures you in and then all of a sudden turns into this demonic evil bird that kills you and, and, and well india in india they have uh that woman that comes out and, and supposedly is beautiful and lures men away and then kills them after breeding with them do you remember what that's called renee uh what they call that you in know, india i have no idea what you're uh, talking about it's uh i'll think of the name of it here before long if anybody out there in the audience knows what it is you know please shoot us a message and let us know but uh i can't remember the the name of it off the top of my head but they do have that legend where uh people have seen this uh beautiful woman that appears and she lure, lures men uh, away from you know other people and basically has her way with them and then kills them and leaves uh, them for dead out in the in the desert. But uh, I, I forget the terminology that's used on that for for that uh, spiritual creature. But it is a spiritual creature that's supposed to show up and do this. Um, so I mean, all these legends I think have a place, you know. And I think the mermaid absolutely falls within the cryptozoology portion of it. As far as you know, creatures that are hidden, hidden creatures, because that's let's face it, that's what cryptozoology means. Mm -hmm. You know, is hidden animal, and uh, so I mean, they they are hidden for sure, and obviously the myth comes from somewhere. You know, so I, I believe that there's something to it that we just don't know about just yet. Renee, uh, what have you found out and discovered while you were looking into it? Because I knew you were going to look into it because it was something that. Uh, you wanted to educate yourself a little bit before the show. I mean, did you find out anything other than what Dylan found out so far? No, basically what I found out, I, I, I saw, I read the myths, um, but I really do believe that just, just another uh, 
just another animal out there that resembles humans. That I, that's all I really believe they are. Um, I don't think they're, you know, like I said, I don't think they're aerial and they can talk and they come come on land and speak with us. They're they're just another animal that just resembles humans. There's you know occasionally they'll wash up sh- uh, on shore and we find them, but um, it's it's hard. Like I said earlier, it's hard to find them. They're it's such a big ocean. Um, it's just a, it's just a different animal that lives out there, and occasionally we see them, and you know we'll we'll find more and more of them. The the more we go out there, um, we need we need more resources anyway. So their next venture is going to be out into the ocean. So that's where that's where we humans are going to start going into. We're we're going to end up screwing up the the land up here. We're going to start moving out in the ocean, and uh, we're going to see more and more of these these critters. And plus, we have better submarines now. So I want to let everybody know also, we're going to have open lines right now, starting now until the end of the show, and we'd like to hear from you. So if you have any questions or if you have comments that you want to share, we'd love for you to get online and talk with us. Area code 915-208-4438. That's 915-208-4438. If you have any comments or if you want to... Uh, ask a question to any of the hosts on the show or whatever the case may be. We'd like for you to call in and and talk to us and uh, be on the show with us. I mean, why not? That's what it's all about. We're having fun out here. So remember, 915-208-4438 if you want to call in. And we'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, tell us your opinions. I mean, talk to us a little bit. I mean, we that's what we're here for. We're, we're bringing up subject matter that, you know, isn't discussed too much. So. Right. I mean, this is this is stuff to really get involved in if you really want to, and uh, you know, tell us your feelings and your thoughts. And if you haven't done so yet, I know I've said it before, but I'm gonna say it again: get on Paranormal Analytical's Facebook page and vote on whether you believe in mermaids, yes or no. So if you could do that, and uh, we'll give you the results at the end of the show, and we'll see what that has to bring. So if y'all would do that, we'd appreciate it. Even if you don't believe, I mean, call in, give yeah. us your opinion, and tell, tell us, us why. why. Not. You know, there, there's, I'm, I'm a pretty firm non-believer until I see proof. Uh, so until that happens, you know, I'm gonna go with, you know, whatever people show us on that movie Splash, right? and they're making a remake of Splash now, and it's gonna have what Chan- Channing to speaking of merman, it's gonna be Channing Tatum, I think, as the. The mermaid. Yeah, we had. Man, so. Well, you know, before we had what Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah was yeah. the was on Splash before. That was a great movie. So yeah, I remember that. You know, Daryl Hannah and and Tom, uh, Hanks. Tom Hanks. God, mm-hmm. that was a that was a phenomenal movie. <laughs> yeah. That was so awesome. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and I think the way Tom Hanks acted on that would be kind of the way most of us would, especially if we had Daryl Hannah <laughs> as a mermaid going. Hmm, I'm gonna start, keep I'm gonna keep her in my bathtub <laughs> until she starts screeching and everything. And, uh. Hey, she can screech all she wants to. You know, I'll feed her lobster. You know, stinking up the place. Oh. Well, I guess it wouldn't. I guess it wouldn't be lobster. I'd be feeding her. I mean, oh, she'd have to deal God. with like that fake fish lobster stuff the, the, that you the get. The pet store fish. Yeah, that know, kind of stuff. Fish food. The, Gold, goldfish. The, the, the little flakes, you know, you pour out. <laughs> like, stick your tongue out. I got some flakes for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, she's she's a large guppy. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, break time, right? So break time's coming up. Remember, everybody, write this number down. Get a pen, get a paper, because this is going to be the last time I tell you. Yeah, you know I'm lying. I'm going to tell you again here in a minute. But 915-208-4438. 
That's 915-208-4438. Give us a call. Give us your thoughts. Whether you believe or not, we'd love to hear from you. And get ready because we're going to take our last little break here. And I don't know which one I'm going to play. I think I'll play this one here. No, no, no. We just already played that one. Let's go. It's that one? This one. Okay, no, no, well, no, next one down. We just there played you. that one, didn't we? No, no, no. You played the second oh, one. Oh, okay. Well, so we're, we're going to play this one. <laughs> we're trying to figure out which ads to play. So. Yeah, we got we got, we got, got a handful of ads that we got to play. So yeah. we just play whichever. Okay, <laughs> we're going to do this one. And and then we'll find something in the song deal to Ooh, play as well. Ad. So do the creepy ad. Here we go. All right. Listen to the LNM Radio Network 24 hours a day, 7 days a week through the Paranormal Radio app. Available from lnmradionetwork.com or talkstreamlive.com on both Android and Apple. Our call to listen line is open 24-7. Dial 701-719-9704 so you can listen on the go. The LNM Radio Network and Late Night in the Midlands depends on you, the listener. Without you, there would be no us. So help us continue to bring you the best guests with the best information and subscribe today. Information on becoming an LNM subscriber can be found at the top of LateNightInTheMidlands.com. Just click the About Subscriptions tab and become part of the family while helping the truth stay alive. And while you're at it, maybe subscriptions aren't for you. A one-time donation helps as well. Click that donate button on the right side of LateNightInTheMidlands.com and help us help you. You are the line. You are the line between protection of national security, obviously the government's need to obtain intelligence data, and the protection of civil liberties, particularly the sanctity of my home. You've got no right to come into my home. The government's been in bed with the entire telecommunications industry since the 40s. They've infected everything. They get into your bank statements, your computer files, your email, listen to your phone calls, every wire, every airway. You're talking to your wife on the phone, you use the word bomb, president, Allah, any of a hundred key words. The computer recognizes it, automatically records it, red flags it for analysis. That was 20 years ago. Sooner or later, you have to bring in an element of persuasion, an element of, of getting people to consent to what is happening to them. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques which uh, will enable the controlling oligarchy who, uh, to get people actually to love their servitude. We bugged Mr. Blake's cell. You what? We bugged the cell with Arnold's tape recorder. Just listen to this, Paul. I, I can't listen to that. But, Paul... Obie, I can't listen to that. I'm not permitted. But, Paul, you don't understand. I can't listen to this. Now, I told you about eavesdropping. But, Paul, this is different. Yes, it's worse. 
overheard a conversation that was supposed to be private. Now, I can't be a party to that. I can't listen. Oh, you're erasing the tape! That's what I mean to do. You bugged a conversation between a lawyer and his client. Now, that's violating one of the most sacred rights of privacy. But, Paul... No buts. But if it helps the law... The law can't use this kind of help. Because whether a man is guilty or innocent, we have to find that out by due process of law. I cannot sing like you, but I didn't. I just wanted to show my appreciation. Uh, <laughs> spending, 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 Spend, 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 spending money, spend, spend, spend. I've been spending money with spend.
welcome back, everybody. I think we've had enough of that creepy whatever it is going on there that we were playing. But you know what? I actually thought that was going to be a song, and it's not. Yeah, we got to queue up some better music on here. Yeah. You know what? Facebook has been trying to block us on every live that we do saying that well, do. Oh, we're, we're cutting off the music on there because even though it's royalty free they're saying oh no you can't use it well you know that's the way facebook is yeah, i i dylan i know you've got somebody that uh you have that uh is wanted us to play music have you talked to them yet and told them to send us some stuff over for next week i can have it ready all right okay, yeah, if we got sweet. any other musicians out there too if you'd like to have your music played uh, let us know, and we'll, we'll throw it on here and have some intermission music while we take coffee breaks, restroom breaks, and let everybody stretch their legs and get up, because it's a two-hour-long show, so we need to give people some time to get up and have some other thing to listen to other than our voices all night. <laughs> We're awesome. We are awesome. Well, we could also uh, put some of our own stuff, right, Dylan? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm always down to put down some old people music, Eddie. Let's <laughs> <laughs> or, or we can just bring uh, Eddie, Kit back let's to do sing like duets, last time. man. Yeah, we we could bring we could let Kit come back and sing. My daughter, she we had that she was singing that creepy thing last week when I left you alone with the radio. I was like, "You man the station." Michael's like, "Yeah, I'll man the station." Pick, I come back pick and something got, from this playlist here, and oh, that's just Eddie's daughter singing a, a prayer song before she went to bed. <laughs> and, and it, it was all creepy <laughs> sounding. I know Renee was all creeped out, going, "What is that?" I was too. I was. Okay. We, we got to throw that into into the show somehow. Like, we do. Get, get her to record more songs. So, if anybody's got any royalty free music that is their own that they want to share with us and would like for us to play on the show, please send it to paranormalanalytical at gmail.com to attention Miguel Cantu, and we would be very happy to play your stuff. And Dylan has also got some buddies on there that he's going to. Uh, get some of their music and we're going to use that on the playlist as well which is going to be pretty cool so we got a little announcement to make uh we don't have any callers in right now but we want people to know that next week on june 15th we're going to go live doing an investigation uh and radio show at the same time so you're going to see a live feed coming with uh frick and frack from the Kentucky's third most haunted location, the ROHS Opera House. So that's gonna be awesome. We're gonna have camera feeds coming in as we're talking, and you can have a firsthand experience what it's like to be on a paranormal investigation. And frickin' frack it, that's a, they got they have an awesome show, everybody. If you can look for them on Facebook and like their page. Uh, they're great people and they're really uh, being awesome about uh, bringing us on and being a guest on our show because we're going to have them on our show at our normal time between 7 and 9 p.m. Central Time. But then we're going to be going live with them during their investigation at 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Time, which Central, it's going to be, uh, what, 11 to 1? Yeah. 11 well, to 1 awesome on show. Central Time. So we're going to be talking to them about their investigation, what they're seeing, what they're witnessing. We're going to have live video feeds coming out on Facebook for you guys. So we're going to be actually with them during that investigation and talking hey, about what they're encountering. We should try some experiments with them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Maybe we can ask questions via, you know, over the internet and see if we get a response from them. You know, that's something that we can try as well. Like, on aside from this show coming up, but locally, there's so many haunted locations here in San Antonio that we can just send somebody out with. As long as we have an LTE connection, we can stream it and have people watch. Well, all we got to do, is, you know, yeah, we all got to do shoot them the link, and they'll right. be able to connect on their phone with us on the show. Yeah. You know, so we'll be Ooh, able to do walkthroughs. I love how interactive this stuff has become. Like, even though we have so much problems with this program, it still allows us to do a lot of things that we wouldn't normally be able hey, to do. Hey, and, and you know what? So far, I'm knocking on some no wood. No issues today. We have not had an issue with this program today. <laughs> Except, uh, we, I know we had been having a little bit of video feed issues with Renee. I mean, he's been kind of in and out, and the video's been turning into that poltergeist-looking TV screen occasionally. Oh, am he, I glitching out here? Yeah, you're, you're on that 2G connection. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so you, you go away occasionally, Renee, but you come back. Yep. Especially uh, when I move around. Do we do we have any last words or last topics to talk about with mermaids, relating about mermaids? Dylan. Yep, I would just like to say that <laughs> through, through all of my research, as another skeptic, much like Miguel, I believe... What were your thoughts before you started looking into this, when, when we brought it up? I know you but, were like, what? Much like Renee, I laughed hysterically. <laughs> I thought you were messing with me. Because, you know, I called you up and I said, hey, what are we doing on the show this week? And you said, we don't have a guest, but I'll tell you what. Talk about mermaids. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and, and you were like, no, I'm serious. We're going to talk about mermaids. And so I went through and started that night and got all this information down and it turned me into a believer see and that kind of strange how this works i mean and and yeah you guys got to remember i mean when we jump into stuff we jump into all areas of the paranormal whether it's something that's believe people believe in wholeheartedly or mm -hmm. they don't believe in it's all part of it yeah and there, know, there's people you know they, we always ask everyone to keep an open mind even if you're a skeptic uh, but there's people that that will come on and say, "Oh yeah, I believe in werewolves and aliens." You bring up mermaids, and they say, "Oh no, no, that's impossible. That can't be true." But I mean, you're you're essentially agreeing to everything well, else that's possible. Well, let's fictitious. look at let's look at this for a moment. Now we started when we we're doing the paranormal analytical. You know, when we're investigating hauntings for the most part, mostly right. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we're doing some UFOs and sky watches and alien abduction cases and things of that nature. We've done all that, and I, you know. As far as all of us, I think I've got a pretty open mind concerning all of this stuff. Um, we all do. But, you know, then we started in on these werewolves or deadly dogmen. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, I, had, the a, hardest to I had a really hard time <laughs> swallowing that one. You know, a Bigfoot I'm good with, Nessie, hey, you know, rock and roll, you know, we've, you know, mm -hmm. it, it could be an old, you know, some sort of prehistoric creature that's still out there. I mean, the, all this stuff, I mean, there's a good explanation that it could be there. But werewolves, I just really had a hard time with until I started looking into it more. And the more I looked into it and the more I looked into it, the more I am about as convinced as I am that there's a Bigfoot, that there is something out there that people are seeing, especially when you end up with, you know, professional witnesses such as police officers and things of that well, nature. Well, where was this such a bad word for this, though? It's, it's not the right word for this, for these creatures. 
where will he think of some guy transforming, transforming in? A furry so li lycanthrope would be more appropriate yeah. because that's a general well, term for anything dog-like. Right, but you know when you talk about these creatures, for most people to understand what you're talking about who don't deal with them or see them, werewolf is a term that they're accustomed to. They understand, and then once they get past that term, then they can understand lycanthrope and that kind of a deal. You know mm -hmm. where they're talking about possible species that's out there that just hasn't been discovered yet. You know. Yeah. I mean, I could deal with Dogman a lot better than Werewolf. It, werewolf is just, I, just, I keep on thinking of an old black and white movie. I do too, with Frankenstein. Away from him. You know, that's another one we haven't investigated was Frankenstein. Well, I mean, that was a very Shelley book. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to be possible, but reanimating the dead, that's a possibility. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, technically, could there Ooh, be a real Nicolancy. Frankenstein? I don't know. What do you Dude, think, Nicolancy. Dylan? Could there be a real Frankenstein? Now, Could somebody be reanimated? You think that's possible? Speaking or it's of happened? reanimation, I, I did see a video on Facebook uh, about two days ago of a fish being thrown into. Uh, it was frozen dead, been dead. For I a saw days. that they one. Threw it into a little vat of chemicals, ended up reanimating it. I don't know if it was just because it was frozen and it just needed to be thawed out. And you know, some some of these uh, fish and amphibians, they can do that. They can freeze their bodies. And lung fish is and, one of yeah. them. But, I mean, this one just looked, it looked absolutely dead. And then all of a sudden it's, it's, it goes from gray to being red again and full of life. Well, and you, around did, did you read a while back on the internet that there were also zombie plants? Mm -hmm. Y'all remember that? What zombie plants? Zombie plants where there was some sort of parasitic organism that was taking over the nuclei of the plant, which would actually kill the plant but it would maintain the plant in a life-type status to where it would keep it uh, still creating uh, all the, the nutrients that it needed you know, through the, from sunlight in order to keep that parasitic animal alive within it, although it was no longer just a plant. It was kind of a crazy oh, there's, thing. There's also the, uh, what is it, parasitic wasps that let leave their larvae in uh, the antenna of snails and zombify them. Yep. There's uh, oh, the, yeah, the, they crop at the very um, top of, the, of, the, of, a, of a leaf and they start pulsating. Their yep. antennas are pulsating. Mm -hmm. They look so crazy. Yeah, them. yeah. There's also the, the uh, fungi spores that get into ants that causes them to be acting as zombies. So, I mean, there's something that's eventually going to hit, whether it's biological, chemical, that, that's going to affect humans. That's going to cause zombie kind of. Uh, oh, they already traits. have that. Uh, well, the street drugs out there. Yeah, there's uh, like the, the bath salts and uh, waka or flaca or whatever. Flaca, flaca. Uh, I mean, the the videos that you can see of people. Real quick, just, one oh. time, I, I want to put the phone number out there again, everybody. Nine one five two zero eight four four three eight. If you want to call in, nine one five two zero eight four four three eight. If you want to call in, give us your thoughts and opinions on all this stuff, especially mermaids. We really want to know. So, Do we have uh, the results call in? to our pool yet, Eddie? Huh? Do we have the results to our pool yet? Uh, actually, they should be coming up here pretty quick. Um, we're going to look here and see if uh, see if pull it, it should be done. If it's not done, it'll be done here pretty here. quickly. Um, yeah, I've, never, I've never seen a pool done on here before, so uh, go. i got to find it. Yeah. So give us a minute. Just go ahead and keep talking about something. Though. Yeah, so pretty much what the pool was is it was... Um, we asked if you folks believe in mermaids. And we were pretty surprised at first with what we were seeing. Um, now, Eddie, you asked me about reanimation. So let me give my opinion on reanimation. And I call it re uh, reanimation, not zombies, because, God, that's a topic for another time. I think reanimation is possible, 
However, I don't think we've ever reached that yet. Um, we've reached things right. that are close, you know. Mm-hmm. We have the electric jolts. You have these uh, zombie creatures. You have that chemical that brought the fish back to life. But I don't think, even with black magic, we've ever reanimated anybody. Well, it's going to be interesting to find out because even, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, all the different types of voodoo and things, I mean, they've talked about reanimation and we know how they do that now. At one point in time, we didn't know, but it was with the use of the blowfish and, and the toxins that they carry. Well, they were just paralyzed and just kind of in a stupid state. They're just kind of, you know, they really can't do much of anything. They're just pretty much just all, all like almost dead, barely breathing. Well, recently, May 7th, there was a article came out, a uh, scientist from Yale. They successfully reanimated the brains of decapitated pigs. So that... I mean, if that can be adapted into humans, that technology, Which, it's, it's just a matter of time before it happens. I guarantee you that's probably already been done. And just think of the information they'd be able to get out of someone's head, especially during wartime. Say you catch a spy or you want to know something about another country or whatever, and you decapitate them and you take their brains and you kind of like dig into them yeah. and you kind of pull the knowledge that they have stored. I mean, and if you can connect to something like that, like an external hard drive, Imagine what you could see. That's going to be a, a huge ethical and moral dilemma. But That's I mean, science crazy. is always going to surpass it, so they're they're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it whether we want them to or not. You know, so so we do we have the results back? We have. Okay, Mike's right. going to result. Poll read that we the results. had. Uh, question was: Do you believe in mermaids? Eighty-two percent said yes. Wow. Eighteen percent said no. So, yeah, we have a majority of the people that follow us believe mermaids really do exist. So what do you think about that, guys? Uh, we got a pretty open-minded group. That's pretty cool. I think that's awesome. So that was a that was a good test just to see what you know people believed in as far as the mermaid type mythology that's out there. It's always cool to know we have such an open-minded group of people, people who are willing to research just like us and try to find an answer. Um, it, it's it baffles me how open-minded our our uh, followers are and that's good because i mean we talk about a lot of different things on here that you know it's just it's there are things that a lot of people don't discuss or talk about so how how often do people bring up the topic of mermaids other than just as something fictional or something that that they see on tv not even that it's a social taboo just i don't think people have that thought in their head to even think that maybe it's real Mm -hmm. you know i think people look at stories of the little mermaid and they're like oh some guy came up with this in his mind a half fish half woman i don't think most people ever think about how that story started Mm -hmm. good old walt disney (laughs) i mean that's great stuff yeah but i wouldn't have thought about about uh mermaids you wouldn't have no, not unless you brought it up. There's no way. Hey, uh, Renee's just always fascinated with the aliens. That's what he wants to find. Well, that's uh, no, what we all exactly. want to find. Yes, that's true. But um, yeah, I'm more of a UFO enthusiast than anything else. But uh, I'm actually my my whole my whole role here on this on this during this lifetime is um, I, I want to prove the existence of other life forms out there. Mm. That's my main goal. I mean, so if it's a mermaid, whether it's aliens, whether or the existence of non-life forms like that are actually intelligent, right? So that's why oh, we're fascinated beings? with hauntings as well. 
Oh, yeah, think... inorganic beings. They're they're out there. Uh, all the stuff that we've seen. So the past couple shows we've been doing have been cryptid based. Or, or so the next one we're doing is getting back into hauntings. getting back into the haunting. So we're going to be back into the haunting so during the next week and hopefully pick up another UFO. Yep. So uh, case. Okay, so speaking of, did you see the photos of uh, that woman in? Oh, where was it? Somewhere in Texas, uh, took some photos off uh, one of the streets uh, of a UFO, supposed UFO being hauled off on a 18-wheeler. Yes, I saw Escorted that. by 20 police officers. Uh, don't know if it's a movie prop or, or what, but uh, people are claiming it's authentically a UFO. Well, I mean, stranger things are out there, and what better place to hide it than in plain sight, you know? Uh, people may ask questions, but... You can always lie and get away with it easier than you can if you try and hide it and people see it. Mm -hmm. um, because they're going to say, well, if it was real, you know, why would we have it out there out in the open? So remember, anybody who's out there, if you see something weird, something unusual, contact us. Let us know. Go to paranormalanalytical.com or find us on Facebook. Speaking of, I think our website got messed up somehow. Did it? Day. Yeah, I, I tried pulling it up. So in the meantime, you can just go to our Facebook, contact us there, or email us, paranormalanalytical at gmail.com until I get that website back up. We're having a database connection error on it right now. Oh, geez. So great technology. <sighs> With technology comes problems. Never hey, you know, fails. We were, you know, we're talking about doing an investigation. Maybe we should all do an investigation one, one night with our cell phones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. We can act. We can do that. Yeah, we can stream it live. Stream it live. We just need you know somebody to talk to the entire time. Have Eddie here talking to whoever about what they think. We can have whoever's streaming uh, give their commentary along with it. Hey, Patrick and I could go out and then. Um, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, Patrick and Patrick and uh, Renee could go out if you want to film. You could go with them, or you could stay here and, and co-host with well, me. Might as well stay here because I mean. And uh, then, uh, well, you know what? It might be better if you went out with them on the feet in the field, and Dylan and I could stay here and and host the show, and then you guys could be out there filming each other while you're out and about, and you can also have a camera going, and we could have you know a bird's eye view from Renee, a bird's eye view from Patrick. And then, hey, can we stream from one of your cameras? Sure. From one of the camcorders? Uh, yes. I would like to, but uh, until we get uh, an HDMI converter. Oh, that's right. We're going to need one of into those. Into a Wi-Fi, uh, either Wi-Fi or, or 5, 5G to LTE uh, output connection, we can't stream necessarily. But we can stream from our phones. Right. You know, so as long as the we can stream. The problem is we can't do infrared. No, we can't do infrared, but we can show on the phone what mm -hmm. the infrared camera is looking at. Right. So, I mean... Abandoned places. Where is there is great. a will, there is a way. Yeah. We can make it happen. Yeah, we'll figure something out. We'll rig it up to our phones. Right? Maybe that would be our, our next poll is would people tune in to a live haunt investigation? Well, you know what? We're going to have a good uh, practice next week when we get with Frick and Frack mm -hmm. and uh, we're live at that Haunted Opera House. So that's yeah. going to be a really cool thing. So you guys are not going to want to miss that show. Um, we're going to be on for four hours. We're going to be on our regular two hours, which from 7 o'clock to 9 p.m. on uh, next Thursday, Central Time. And then we're going to be on from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Central Time or 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Time 
with Frick and Frack during the live paranormal investigation of that opera house. Uh, do you have any information on that place real quick that we can jump out there in about it's, it's three the, minutes? I don't know if it's R-O-H-S or Rose. I, don't, I think it's probably pronounced Rose Opera House. Uh, it's uh, built in 1871, downtown Sin, uh, Cynthiana, Kentucky. Hopefully I got that right. 20 miles north of Lexington. Uh, the original opera house was built by Herman Rose, pronounced, oh, pronounced Ross. I got that Ross. right. Ross, okay. And his son, Carl. Uh, see, Herman Ross, although born in Cynthiana, came uh, from German ancestry, ancestry sorry, and ran a successful jewelry business in Cynthiana prior to opening the opera house. Uh, there was a report of a white, white-figured woman uh, that's constantly seen there. So maybe we can capture that apparition. Or, you know, if we could get that on here live, <laughs> you know how awesome. cool that would be? That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, and we've got some other news coming up, don't we, on, on the, the paranormal analytical side of it, on, on the editing and how yeah, that's yeah. going? Yeah, so uh, the first episode will be shortly uploaded. We, we have a final cut coming soon, which we need to go to review. Uh, we need to get all our paperwork finalized so we can submit it, and it will be available to view on Amazon Prime. Hey, and, and if you noticed, I had shaved my beard, and why is that? A few pickup shots we still got. <laughs> so all I had to, uh, all my fluffiness is gone because we've got to do... We've got to uh, redo the intro. Redo the intro, one, so, so. I, I've got to kind of look like I did when we filmed it, which it's getting kind of hard to do because i'm getting so old already you know it's been so long right. we'll throw you in <laughs> some makeup you'll be age. all right it's, it's, what's in the middle there eddie huh it's it's not your age really it's, it's your gut my it's gut is not even way. there anymore i mean i have literally lost weight i've been working out i've been eating healthy he's been walking a lot i've been walking tons <laughs> like you know what six and eight miles a night yeah. if not more sometimes mm -hmm. so i mean i have dropped weight you know yeah actually you're probably better shape than i am you know, I, I've gone from about 235 pounds at six foot tall, and I'm down to about 225 right now, or 220, somewhere around there. So, I mean, I've dropped, but I've been working out, walking a lot. So, I'm trying to get that buff camera look going, <laughs> because I know the camera adds, what, 10 pounds to you? Mm. You know, or, or no, more? The, the fat adds 10 pounds. No, the fat doesn't <laughs> do it. It's it's the camera lens, you know. I you know you can say it's the fat that adds to the fat, but it's not. That's why I stay behind camera most of the time. Well, no, I can I can gain all the weight I want. That's all right. I always put you in front of the camera, no matter what you do. So Renee Renee's been working out a lot, also trying to look pretty for the camera. He's been trying to get his uh his uh GQ bod going there for everybody. I think I'm doing martial arts. Wow. He, he wants martial to look. Arts. He's gonna. He's gonna be taking yeah, his shirt off, looking like Bruce right, Lee right. during the show. You're, you're gonna be wearing a karambit pretty soon too, like me. Uh, karambit. Yeah. A karambit is is a blade. Yeah. Yeah. So, but martial arts. You yeah. Know, By the way, you got defense. your karambit yeah, I got, with you. I got it right now. All right. Look, so he's my got his karambit. He gave me just in case we come across the werewolf. Yeah. Or there a, you go. Dogman or a, a mermaid. He's I can ready. Catch it. So he's he's <laughs> carrying a karambit too. So that's awesome. So you never know what Mike's hiding under his shirt. Yeah. So I can get and, back and, in there without stabbing and, myself. And Dylan, Dylan, <laughs> Dylan's going to be doing this kind of show with us on, with a bikini as well. I know that much. So. Well, well, you know, I got my kniffy too. All right. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, everybody, that's it for the show. We appreciate you all watching. Watching. Well, we got about two more minutes left. Well, yeah, but I got to play my music. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, we'll I got play I some gotta, music. We'll jam you know, out for a little bit. Got we, got we got about two minutes worth of music that all we're right. going to play. So, and, and it's just our ending music, everybody. So you know, we know that. You know, it's our 
our Pink Floyd wannabe type music. Yeah. It's really cool. We Very like it. chill music. Yeah. Makes everybody just kind of just zone out while we play it. So we're loving that a lot. So anyway, everybody, take care. Thank you so much for being with us. Don't forget, next Thursday is going to be really fascinating, and it's going to be an interesting show with Frick and Frack. Uh, if you get a chance, go to their Facebook page, like their page, tell them hello from us, and that you found out about them from us as well. And uh, we want to thank everybody once again. It, it's just been a pleasure. We love doing this show for you guys, and we're very glad to be back out here on social media with this stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people was asking for us, and you know that we come back to social media, and, and here we are, and we're loving it. So, we're, I mean, we're still broadcasting on LNM yeah. Radio Network. So, and if anybody wants to give them a donation, feel free to go to their website, lnmradionetwork.com, and help keep other shows on the air just like us yeah and keep us on the air keep us on the air because i mean without them we wouldn't be on the air as well either yeah, so i mean lnm radio network people i mean go over there if you can give a donation to them heck give a donation to us we'll take it yep. i mean that's you know we we, we love donations we so do they so uh anything y'all can uh shoot to them you know they'll they'll very much appreciate it so lnm radio network make sure you check them out and we'll also be on there as well from 4 a.m to 6 a.m eastern time every thursday night or actually friday morning it's not keep thinking thursday night but it's friday morning so any uh, last words renee dylan no it's just uh last words is I, i i gotta go do another ghost hunt soon i'm itching all right yeah we're all joining for that signing off (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Take care. Thank you so much once again, and we will see you next Thursday.